I wake up in the morning, Zane laying sideways on the bed, his small feet propped up against me, his arms spread wide. I look over at Neo, and he's been waiting. He's watching me. When he sees me looking at him, he smiles <laughs> like the sunshine. And he runs over, and he climbs into the big bed. And for a few moments, we cuddle in. <laughs> and we lay there together until they hit the ground running. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Watching them together, playing and discovering and laughing, it makes me feel overwhelmed with emotion. It's that full feeling around your heart that feels like it's expanding and it's going to burst outside of your body. And I guess in some ways, my heart is no longer inside my body. It walks around on chubby little legs and it's vulnerable, delightful, and exposed. My journey to motherhood happened in the midst of a quiet revolution within myself. It was a breaking open, pushing me to my limits and then three steps further. It was like a bud lying dormant that hadn't yet bloomed. In the first few years of my son's life, I had come to reject the faith that I grew up with. Or perhaps I should say, that I took that faith to the chiropractor. It was adjusting the structure on which it was built and bringing it back into alignment. Each step on the road of motherhood had caused me to question the things that I had accepted as unequivocal truth. And each of those things, as I began to question, was like pushing outwards, causing that bud to open up and bloom. Motherhood has been the best thing that ever happened to me, not only because I have two of the most adorable and incredible humans, just a small amount of bias, <laughs> but because of the journey of growth that it inspired. It's also caused me to face my fears. I remember one scorching hot day last summer, taking the few precious uh, hours of time to go to the fair. As a family, I was sure if we hit just the right time that everyone would have a great time together. <laughs> well, this is actually the second time that we tried to go because the first time we went didn't go so well. <laughs> so we waited until the end of the day so that it wouldn't be as hot the unfortunate thing is that both children fell asleep in the car on the way there. And when they woke up, my two-year-old was cranky in the way only a two-year-old can be, one with limited ability to express himself. But I was determined. We were going to have a good time. <laughs> so we went on a few rides, we played a few games, there was three more meltdowns. And then I had a brilliant idea. We were going to go, my oldest son, Neo, and I, on the Ferris wheel for the first time. Now, there was quite a large lineup, 
and the sun was scorching hot, even though it was well into the evening by then. And Neil cried very loudly because we couldn't just walk right on. We had to wait in the lineup. And just when I thought that I was going to give up, it was our turn. So we got on the Ferris wheel, and eventually, after quite a long time, you know, it stops and starts and stops and starts. Finally, everyone was loaded, and we start going up. And we get near the top, and my heart starts racing. My mind starts swimming, and I remember I am very afraid of heights. <laughs> Now, I had to give myself a little pep talk. Just breathe, you cannot freak out, you are the mother. <laughs> and I also remind myself that the thing that everyone always tells you when you have small children and you're feeling a little frazzled, that the days are short and they will go by very quickly and when they're gone, you will miss them. You will miss even this. <laughs> And I know it's true. I know it when I'm sitting in my living room, covered in banana, hair askew. And I know it when I'm looking through glasses, kind of like right now, with little fingerprints all over them, and I can't even really see. And Zane reaches out his chubby little hand to grab them off my face again. And I say to him sternly, no. And he looks at me. And he shows me all his teeth and scrunches up his nose and laughs. And what can I do but laugh too? So I put down my phone and I give a yes to the constant question. Want to play, Mom? Want to play, please? And they roar like a lion or like a dinosaur, depending on the day. And they play act according to instructions, of course. We march around the house to the elephant march from the Jungle Book. I sing and dance to the Wiggles, much to their amusement. <laughs> so those are good days. <laughs> but I've also decided that a gift that I want to give my children is a mother who's a whole person, who doesn't scoop out her insides and become hollow, because what do I have to offer if there's nothing left to give. So after we've marched and roared and danced, I'll do the homework for that course that I'm taking. I'll read some books that I've had on my shelf for quite a while while the kids play. I'm never gonna get my body back even with the help of an excellent pelvic physiotherapist, pelvic floor physiotherapist, I'm never gonna get that back. And I'm never gonna get back those younger days where I was certain about everything. <laughs> I'm never gonna be the same. We can't go back. But I could move forward in becoming the best woman and the best person and the best mother and the best friend and wife that I can be. I can't go back, but I wouldn't even want to.
I feel stuck. And I'm trapped, unable to break free, chained to this life. No chance of release until it releases me. I'm okay, but I'm not well. I feel stuck. Positive thinking left as soon as the baby came. Why haven't I thought this through? It's just what people do, right? I go to school, get a job, get married, buy a house, have a baby, right? According to all the unwritten societal expectations, my life was on track. Was it? First time we pulled the goalie, we scored. <laughs> and then it started. Ultrasounds and stress tests, baby books. I was a hot mess. Swollen feet, I couldn't eat. Itchy skin, no sleep. Doctor checks, blood tests, dizzy spells, aversion smells. Eat this, not that. Take your vitamins and your supplements. Showers and gifts. Tons of unwanted attention, but I think everyone had good intentions. You're breastfeeding, right? 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 There is no pressure in that department. <laughs> Hospital ordered bed rest. Her blood pressure's through the roof. Wake up every four hours. Wake up, prod and poke. Drink this. Take that. Vital's good. Step on the scale. Pressure high. You're staying here another night. Lay in bed. Don't get up. Can I go to the bathroom, like, if I have to? Uh, all right, pee in a bucket. Gross food, bad mood. Take me home. Don't move. I was frank breach, so they had to section me. As a nurse scurried down the hall, she said, follow me to OR3. Hurry up, I'm off at six. <laughs> and I said, if you don't look my way, I don't know what you say. Am I not on bed rest anyway? <laughs> On a drip, on a metal bed, they poked my spine, and then a few more times, I could feel the freeze inside of me. They poked me again 14 times. Fuck, it hurts. The baby kicks. They say, don't move. I say, fuck you. <laughs> they got someone else. <laughs> I see the staff counting tools and people on the move. The doctor comes in. Anesthesiologist here. How are you, my dear? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm cold. I can't breathe. Hmm. I'll try to put this in your IV. It'll help you ease. How about now? Oh, my chest is crushing and I want to puke. Hold on, dear. Let's see what this drug will do. <laughs> Cut the cord and blood sores. No cry. Why no sound? Answer me. Don't block me out. Finally, a wee cry and teary eyes, laying there in despair. Somebody, please show her to me. Wait, don't leave. Don't leave. One quick look. She's gone off with her father. Her blood sugar is low. It's still on the table and I can't hold my daughter. When will I see her again? Five minutes in and I've already failed her. Surgeon's back at it now. In six layers deep. I'm feeling low, but 42 staples to go. Recovery room, I'm fading out. Did I have a baby? Where is she? Does she have a name? Is this a dream? What the hell have I done? I'm clearly going insane. Diaper changing, coat brown cleaning, watermelon breasts, baby aspirating, pumping dairy, it's getting scary. 
support groups and hula hoops, photo shoots, baby boots, snuggle time. Is this child mine? Disbelief, surgical infections. I can't do this. Postpartum depression. Gas, colic, teething. Why won't this kid sleep? Baby crying, toddler whining. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Cold food, sour moods. I am losing my mind. And then I go back to work. Coffee dates, fast food dinners, I don't hesitate. Daycare drives, be on time. Too many demands, I'm losing my command. The wheels on the bus, I'm building trust. Sing songs, dance of puns. Nursery rhymes and no extra time. Training wheels, bug bites, knee scrapes, sleepless nights. Day sleepers, picky eaters, painted nails, ponytails, snack list, backpack, and new map. What the hell is that? <laughs> Reading books and changing looks. Pretend play. Anything now to get away. Skipping rope. Telling jokes. Grandma wars and filthy floors. My broken brain. My migraines. Boy crushes and girl fights. Sleepovers and birthday cakes. Big fall. Recital halls. Daily tasks I can't meet. And comforting little souls to sound in my heartbeat. I am getting much slower. My marriage is not the partnership I thought it would be. My husband is not the man he used to be. But the truth is, I'm not the woman he married. My brain is broken. That's what I taught my kids. We talk about mental health challenges, and they know most things. Emotions not processed, they take up space in our body. If not felt, they find their own way out. This was news to me. My happy face quickly melted. Emotions I'd held in for a lifetime, they uncontrollably projected. Anger, resentment, shame, sadness, love, envy and hate. Never stop, never sleep, no relief. Every day on repeat, I would never be the same again. Is this what it feels like to be a parent? No joy, lack of confidence? I'm worthless. I'm nothing. I am nobody. I'm suffering. I am unlovable. I am a fool. I can't do this. I'm suffering. My mind told me I did not deserve to live. And the holes in my soul were unrepairable. I was not mother material. I am not mother material. I love my kids so much. Sometimes, you know, it's just not enough. I'm falling fast now into a dark hole. Why am I always being such an asshole? I can't think. I can't see. What the hell is wrong with me? I can't stop it. It's grabbing me. I'm slipping fast. I can't hold on. What is wrong? I reach out my hands. And I call out, I wait as long as I can. But no one can reach me, no one's reaching back for me, and I slip further down. No bounce. I'm done. Darkness surrounds me now, in this desolate place. I need a break. I can't take this. How can I save the kids but erase me? 
How can I erase me but save the kids? Ten years I climbed up and down this mountain of hell, being everything to everyone, losing friends, filling voids, being judged, using minds, being stigmatized, holding space and doing my time. I was working hard just to exist. What kind of life was this? I was always there, but I was never present, preoccupied all the time, looking for the great life I had left behind. The girls, my kids, are growing up so fast. I don't want to miss this next half. Suddenly I'm 40. My life has been turned upside down. Who is the old woman in the mirror looking back? That can't be me. Who am I now? Mindfully aware, uncovering truths, setting boundaries, I found my voice. No more hiding and fuck your misguidance. Your words no longer have power over me. I am strong and I am fierce. I will fall again and I will rise. My girls are free and will never wear the chains that hold me. Amelia, my youngest, she missed her school trip. We slept in, and I couldn't find my fucking car keys to take the girls to school. A panic attack, breakdown, took over me. My little ones, they cried so hard. I thought, here we go. And I was slamming drawers, dumping bins, clearing counters. I refused to give in. Then I looked over, I saw my little girl's faces showing fear, fright, and intimidation. Oh my God, I can't take this. The house is a mess and I fucked up the kids again. Then I hear, <clears throat> Mommy, don't worry, everything's okay. I'll go to the zoo another day. Mommy, you're tired. How about you lay down? We'll get you a blanket, help you calm down. Mommy, come over here. We love you so much. Let us help you get over this, huh? The monster inside, the one I know all too well, the one that lives in me with the voices from hell, it comes out so fast. I have so many regrets. Crying and sobbing, I finally laid down. My girls, they wrap me with kisses and hugs so tight. Mommy, here's some water. Would you like some soft music on? Don't worry about us. We can put the TV on. I'll watch Amelia. I've done it before, said my eight-year-old daughter, slowly pacing the floor. The last thing I ever wanted as a mother was for my kids to take care of me. Two days later, I speak with my shrink. I've ruined the kids. What do you think? He tells me, no, no. This is good. The girls are raising did just as they should. How can it be healthy for two little girls to take care of me? Don't you see, Andrea, he said. You taught them to be caring and compassionate and how to remain calm. They know it's temporary and they knew what was wrong. They're not ruined by any means because you're open and you talked about it. They are empathetic and resilient human beings. I had never 
felt so much pride and so much shame at the same time. My girls would be okay and I'd be fine. But I had never felt so much pride and so much shame at the same time. My girls are okay and I'm fine. Thank you.